You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Broncos country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. Touchdown Denver. All right, everybody. Welcome into another episode of Touchdown Denver with myself, George Stoya, and Nick Ferguson. It's Sunday night. The Broncos just got their first win of the season, 16-9 to over the Houston Texans. But, man, was it ugly, Nick. It was uh, it was a, it was kind of a nail-biter. I think it was 9-6 to going into the fourth quarter. A uh, lot of talk about Nathaniel Hackett and the coaching job that he did, 13 penalties tonight, um, you know, some odd timeout situation, just some weird game management. Nick, just what are your thoughts immediately after this game? Well, George, uh, man. I am shocked. Uh, it's rare that I'm speechless, uh, but I, I am. I'm, I'm just a little speechless. I was at the game today, just like you were. And just to see the crowd's reaction to some of the things that were happening. I mean, I hadn't seen that before. Uh, and and well, let me take that back. The only time I, I have seen it was in my time playing for the Broncos, but it only happened once playing against the Miami Dolphins when we didn't play that well offensively and I heard the boo birds but today man they they were just out there everyone was just blowing and upset that you know the offense could not move the ball and then there were moments where there was like hey go for it go for it and and coach Hackett wasn't going for it he was uh deciding to kick the ball and it's like wait a minute last week we had the fourth and five we didn't give it to Russell we let McManus kick it and we have another opportunity to move the ball again and we still giving it to McManus to kick the ball we need to do something. So, yeah, I mean, in Powerfield, they were upset. We got the dub, which is great, but fans are really upset. Yeah, well, and I think they have the right to be, right? Like, when you talk about the expectations for this football team this year and what they thought they were getting in Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson, I think that people thought they would be better than this. Now, that's not to say that they can't eventually reach their potential, right? Like, I think that teams get better as the season goes on. At least good teams do. Uh, they did have a couple key injuries today that I think maybe played into that. Pat Sertan goes down with a shoulder injury. Who knows how long he's out? Uh, Jerry Judy has a ribs situation, and that obviously slowed the offense down. But, I mean, Nick, some of the stuff that happened today just cannot happen from a coaching perspective. I mean, you've got a delay of game on two field goal tries. I mean, one, uh, it moves them back five yards, and they still kick it, and they make it. I think that one was inside you know, the five-yard line. The other one – they get a delay of game and all of a sudden they're not going to kick it. They're going to punt it instead. And it's like, well, that just took three points off the board. Right. And then they have to call a timeout later in the game because they don't have the punt returner on the field. Right. They don't know what they're doing on the punt team. Uh, and then they've got, you know, they go over two in the red zone. They're, they're now over six in the red zone. They're one of only two teams, Nick, to not have scored in the red zone this season. And that's the other team is the Seahawks who are over three. 
So that's that's really bad. That's just <laughs> bad, Nick. I I can't like look. We were. I tried to be positive last week. This yeah, is going to figure it out. This was a really really poor performance. They had to the fans. You were there. The fans had to count down the the game clock, the play clock, to make sure that the team didn't get a delay of game. <laughs> I've never seen that before. <laughs> well, you have seen it. Don't say you haven't seen it. You saw it at the game. And you know, listen. You never want to be in that situation from a team standpoint or even offensive uh, coordinator standpoint. But, yeah, it was rather frustrating saying, okay, well, these are the typical things that you should go through and you should practice, you know, these kind of special category, as we would call it, throughout practice to make sure that players are able to go out there and execute. And once again, you can't use crowd noise as an excuse. I mean, that was something that could be said against the Seattle Seahawks and that deafening fan base. But you can't say that now, George. You, you were playing here at home. Well, so, maybe the booze got to him, Nick. Maybe the booze got to him. Maybe that's- we, what do you mean the, the booze got to him? <laughs> no, man. Look, here, here, you tell me. You tell me this. Now, I'm thinking maybe there is a certain pecking order that plays have to, uh, when they're being ushered in, they, they just got a pecking order that they go through. I don't know if it's Justin Allen to Hackett to Russell Wilson. Whatever it is, George, they need to fix it. It need to be a conversation between A and B. And if that means that, hey, if it's Coach Allen that's causing the issues, we need to squeeze him out and just just one-on-one with Hackett and Russell. But if it's Coach Hackett, hey, man, just be a head coach and let uh, Justin Allen do his job. You tell me which one you think is more likely. I Nick, I think that they need to let Nathaniel Hackett I, it's tough because I think Nathaniel Hackett's a good play caller, right? Like I do think that they draw some nice things up. Now, today, I mean, they ran like a, a full like the Andrew Beck option play, oh. disaster. Oh. Of uh, the oh. trick play that Jerry Judy gets hurt on made no sense. Like, like, like those things. So maybe you should hand it off to Allen. But here, here's the problem, Nick. That that I think, at, at least from an outsider, or I guess you know, somewhat outsider insider perspective, Nathaniel Hackett is I think he's just struggling with too much going on in his head, right? The great coaches, they have plays called, you know, two, three, four ahead, right? They're thinking ahead. They're saying, okay, it's second and 10 here. You know, I've got a play call for if we pick up the first down, I've got a play call for if we go three and out and we're going to either punt, we're going to, you know, kick a field goal, whatever it is. I think Nathaniel Hackett right now is thinking too much about the, the perfect play call at times. And he's not thinking about game management as much. And he doesn't have, I don't think he has anybody helping him with that. And so he's trying to juggle that. And people forget this guy didn't call plays in Green Bay. So this is the first time he's calling offensive plays in four or five years now. And you add on top that he's first time game manager. That's a lot for a head coach to juggle. And I'm not trying to give him a ton of excuses because at the end of the day, the Broncos are paying him to make those decisions, right? But I just think right now, He's got too much going on in his head, and it's just too much for him to do. And I, I, I don't know how you, you – do, do you hand some of those duties off, like you said, to Justin Allen? Maybe, but Justin Allen's never called plays either. I mean, he was the tight ends coach in Green Bay last year. So I, I really don't know how they do this because I just think that right now he's got too much on his plate, and he's just it's very clear he's not ready to handle that. And, Nick, I've never been a head coach, but I think the only way to fix that is you just got to keep playing games, and you got to hope – that he figures it out as he gets more experience. Well, I can tell you from uh, someone who's coached uh, in the NFL, man, it is a, a tough gig. But, I mean, you hire coaches, and that's going to be the thing. 
this coaching staff doesn't have a ton of experience. And you're seeing a lot of that playing out in real time. Will they get better? That's kind of our optimistic thought that is going to get better. But in the interim, we can only judge what we're seeing at this particular moment. And there are certain teams that have uh, someone in the booth whose job is to quote analytics and say, hey, listen, uh, the percentages say that you should go for it here, you should kick it here. I don't know if the Broncos actually have that person. But if we don't, we need to get that person. And the communication line needs to be better from, I'm going to say, from Justin Alton to Nathaniel Hackett to get everything right. I know we go, we're going to look at Russell and say, well, it's kind of Russell's fault, right? But the plays, you can only run the plays that, that, that you're given unless they take the handcuffs off and just say, Russ, hey, man, you know the scheme. You call it, right? And then at that, case, and at that point, we will be able to say, well, now we know it's all Russell if things go wrong, but also we know if they go right, it's still Russell's fault. I don't care whatever it is, George. I just want to fix as a fan. Fix that communication so now we're not having these delayed games because this is a third game. You're going to play against the 49ers on Sunday night football, and we'll get that get into that later in the week. But we can't see, see the same things happening week in and week out. I know it's early, but but come on, man, shoot. Well, and it's it's Nick, it's it's not even like, yeah, they had some holding penalties here and there, but like the delay of game penalties, that's totally avoidable, right? Like that's that's in preparation during the week and, and getting the play calls in, and like you said communication and it just seems in in I, I don't know if it's if it's a Russell Wilson problem as well like I, I don't think it is but is Russell you know changing plays I mean I know that uh it sounded like the you know the I, I wanted to talk to you about this too the, the first uh red zone opportunity they were at the two yard line right and they had th- they had three opportunities they kept throwing the ball they threw it one to Sutton and it was a touchdown and they you know reversed it the second time I guess that was not the play according to Hackett after the game and Russell changed it and just threw it again to Sutton. And then the third and goal, it was just, I think he just like threw the ball away, but like, what was the thought process there down at the goal line? You're at the two yard line, you're averaging seven yards per carry. Why not just hand it off to Javante Williams? Right. But like, it's those things. It's like, is there some sort of miscommunication on the play calling? Is Russell changing the play? Is there, is the play getting in too late? I mean, I think last week, the excuse was, like we said, the crowd this week. I don't know what exactly the excuse is. And I, I just don't understand some of the play calling, like I said, down in the red zone. I, I don't know what they were what they were trying to accomplish there. For me, it's just with all of this chaos, it just seemed like, you know, they're not getting on the same page. And listen, I get it. When you go out there, you trust your quarterback, and sometimes you have a run on, and he may check it to a pass based on what he's seeing out there on the field. And if Russell did that, I understand why. I mean, Derek Stingley is a rookie corner. Corlin Sutton just caught a fade ball, 50-50 ball on him. So I can understand wanting to go back to that well once again. But if there's an issue where, you know, Coach Hackett is called to play and he wants Russell to stick with that play, now they got to work on that communication. They, they definitely have to get on the same page. And these are two men who, in the offseason, they both talk, spoke highly of one another on how much they talked about the game plan. And, and don't get me wrong, George, not everything is going to go according to plan. This this is not George Papar, and this is not the A-team, right? You know, I love it when the plan goes together. Right now, plans are not going together well for the Denver Broncos right now. So all we need is those two guys to be on the same page and say, hey, look, Russ, in these situations, what are some of the best plays that you like? And then try to put those plays on the play sheet 
to allow him to execute. But one thing is for sure, something needs to change. Broncos country definitely let them know, hey, you've been put on notice. Now, I heard some whispers, George, that only whispers that someone was saying today that, wait a minute, you know, could Nathaniel Hackett be on the hot seat already? If he doesn't win this game against the Texans, he's going to be fired. I was like, you're out of your mind. Why would they do that? But the crowd today, Broncos country, let that coaching staff know that we ha- we are very impatient. We- we've lived through three years of Vic Fangio. We don't want to start off three weeks of the season with the same mediocre type of offense. Yeah, I mean, it was – it was interesting, Nick, to see the reaction from the crowd. And I mean, we talked about it. We both thought they were going to, you know, blow out the the Texans. And, and I get it. The Texans are a scrappy team and they did some nice things today, but it was just a, a disaster of performance. Uh, Russell Wilson's stat line was 14 of 31, 219 yards, a touchdown and one interception. It, it played a lot better in the second half. Um, you know, I, I thought he, he did some nice things and, and obviously led them on the game winning touchdown drive. Um, but the one guy that Nick, I think, was the one bright spot and everything the offense did. Cortland Sutton, uh, I think he had yeah seven receptions, 122 yards. Had the play the, the play of the day. The the third and 16 comes up with a you know um, a 50-50 ball, 35 yards down the field, picks up the big third down. And Nathaniel Hackett talked about him post game. Yeah, I mean, I thought, it, uh, you know, just the whole staff did a great job. We started targeting him quite a bit, and he made some huge plays. I mean, that third down play, third and long, was was absolutely a thing of beauty. Um, and then he made some, you know, just big plays across the board, and that's what you need. You need your captain, uh, like a Cortland, to step up in those situations, and, and he and Russell did. Nick, just what were your impressions of, of Cortland's son today, and, and especially knowing now that, you know, they could be out Jerry Judy a little bit. They're already down Tim Patrick, K.J. Hamler, who knows how healthy he is, and now – that could be without Jerry. Well, the idea of watching Cortland Sutton go out there and be a wide receiver one, and that was kind of a big question in the offseason when you had a healthy Tim Patrick and we're trying to figure out what was going on with KJ Hamler and Jerry Judy was still out there. Judy went out and Russ went to the well, and he went to the well uh, a lot. You know, 11 targets, 122 yards on the day for Cortland Sutton, and this is what we're going to need him to be. And the Broncos right now, you're in a tough situation. You're trying to figure things out offensively, you have a bunch of wide receivers that are either on the roster or in banged up or guys who are on the roster and they were just dropping balls out there. So right now, tough spot that the Broncos now find themselves in offensively. But George, you know how this works. No one has sympathy for you in the NFL because guess what? They're going to say every team is going through the same issue. So they're saying, fix the problems. That's the only thing that Broncos country actually cares about. Yeah, they need to sign Odell Beckham Jr. That's my take, Nick. Uh, go out and get OBJ. Uh, this uh, that's that's a joke, sort of. Uh, but, what, what do you mean, sort of a joke? You I said they're straight face. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I, I I think he's the best option on the market, right? If Jerry's out a long time, you might as well give him a shot. I, I don't know if you want that headache, but uh, he is, I mean, he's still a good football player. So I, I, we can dive into that later this week, Nick. But uh, let's take a break uh, and then let's jump into the side of the ball that you know best and that played the best today for the Broncos, the defense. 